get into it. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, y'all. How's everyone doing? I hope great. I hope great. I hope everyone is doing great. <laughs> Um, I'm excited. It's Monday for us, and it's a full moon. We've had two solar eclipses in Scorpio season, so I want to say I'm thriving, but it's intense. <laughs> but I'm thriving. It's so the full moon was actually very beautiful when I was taking my dog out last night. I noticed it because it's just so bright and beautiful. I never pay attention to it, and I just stood in the ground barefoot. And it was like, I just felt like so blessed. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's one of the best things you can do to grounding yourself. Um, I was driving in my car today and I like turned and like came out onto the road and it was just like, it still was light outside, but it was like, boom, right there. And I was like, oh, hello, she's here today. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I also saw a shooting star yesterday. Oh, I love that. I haven't seen one in a while. Well, that's a lie. I went to the beach at, I don't know, 5 a.m. on Saturday night with my friends, and we saw one shooting star. Oh, it's yeah. like, are you supposed to wish on them? Because I wished on it. They say you are, but you know what a shooting star is, right? It's just a comet, right? Yeah, or like a meteor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why? I do it. Why not? Why not? I've seen three in a row before. Like, but if you see multiple, then it's typically a meteor shower. So like that started making more sense to me because at first I was like, it's supposed to be rare that you see it. But like, no, it's a, it's a thing. Oh, cause it's rare when I see it. Like it was just like, it it's felt like, like it was the, going on forever. <laughs> it's like the coolest fucking thing ever though. Like, oh, I love them. I love them. How was your weekend? Oh, it was chill. I am like, I don't know about you. Are we in like a retrograde or something? Because I am super fucking tired. I think uh, Mars did go retrograde again. Okay, because I am. I feel like Mars been retrograde all year, honestly. <laughs> like every 10 seconds I turn around and they're like, Mars is in retrograde again. But also like keep in mind other planets also go in retrograde. So there's all kinds of energies moving all the time. Yeah, I was, last week took it out of me. I don't know what it, well, one instance, my son uh, woke up at 10.30 at night and didn't go back to sleep till 2.30 a.m. And who stayed up with him? Me. Oh my goodness. So the rest of the week was thrown off with sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And there's like, in my mind, I want to believe, like, okay, so if I just, like, sleep for a whole day, I'll catch back up, right? And, like, no, it doesn't work like that. Your body doesn't work like that. No, but what's really gotten to me, so I'm just going to kind of vent really quick. Um, I had a coaching call with my trainer. Like, she's a great trainer. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, and during it, I, it was fine. I received the feedback well. But she was basically telling me, like, I could be farther along in my process and have made more progress. But I came in excited because I thought I was doing really good with my progress because uh, it was the most progress I've ever seen for myself. 
but being told that I could be farther along really kind of like hurt my feelings. And so I've been down about it because I'm just like, I thought I was doing good, but now I feel like a failure just because. Well, you're not a failure because you're being consistent and you have made progress. So progress over perfection. And no, I get that. It's like, I, I get that. Cause like, I feel like I can relate to that right now because like, I haven't seen substantial growth in like my mm-hmm. fitness changes, but then like I had to have a real moment with myself today. Cause I had a, a chat with my trainer and um, she was like talking about balance this week. And I'm like, I've been balancing working out and like work, but I have not been balancing eating healthy. So yeah. it's like, why I'm, I don't want to say why am I putting on all this work? Cause it's still good for us to be moving our bodies regardless, but it's like, why am I doing so much hard work if I'm not going to like add all the pieces? So I, I feel that feeling of like feeling defeated. Cause I kind of felt like that too, where it's like, I mean, yeah, I'm working out and I'm doing it, but I'm just maintaining, like I'm not seeing growth. But if your trainer didn't tell you, I'll tell you, you're doing fucking great. I don't fucking feel like it. <laughs> I don't feel like it. And now I'm like being so much harder on myself because like I have an idea of what I want to look like by a certain time, which is which I feel like now is kind of realistic just because I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think the good thing is, too, is, like, sometimes we need someone to, like, tough love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to kick us in the right places to be like, hey, like, you're, you're doing great, but here's how we could be doing better. Because growth is always important, even when it's not what we want to hear, but we need to hear. Yeah. And I've got, like, new goals that um, were calibrated. So, like, daily non-negotiables. Um I have to hit 120 grams of protein, 23 grams of fiber, um, 100 um, ounces of water a day, uh, 6,000 steps, and a daily walk with my dog. I think you can do that. I think that's manageable. You got this. Yeah, Yeah, and working out five times a week, which, I mean, towards the weekend – I well towards the weekend I just get tired and I don't feel like working on working out on the weekends. Yeah. So I need to start doing them all during the week just because the weekends I'm just pooped. Yeah, like you're just ready to relax and chill and like have the weekend. I understand that I work out on sa- uh Saturdays or mouth days, I work out on Sundays. But like it's hard. Like this weekend I went out with some of my friends because one of my friends was moving away. And I did not, I felt so shitty on Sunday when I woke up and I was like not wanting to go to the gym, but I was like, Ugh, you I still went though. I did. I struggled <laughs> through that workout, but I fucking did it. I wanted to throw up the whole time, but you know, <laughs> give and take. <laughs> we push through it sometimes, but like consistency has been had like, gosh, I can't talk to you. I feel like I had a lot going on in October, so I yeah. wasn't very consistent. Yeah. Gym. So the last like two and a half, three weeks, I've been trying to focus on like hitting my days um, every single day. So. Yeah. Do you like um, ever feel like you know the plan that you set out for yourself 
for your goals, like your daily checklist and things and stuff. Do you ever go through a phase where you feel like, what's the point of all of it? All of this is this even really going to get me to my goals? Like, am I even really making any progress? (laughs) Yeah, no, listen, literally all the time. So earlier this year, I did 75 hard. And in my mind, I didn't, I think the thing is, especially like with, um, body image or like weight management and stuff like that in our minds like we're like I want to be here by this time on this date so that I can look and feel this way um but the reality of it sometimes is that life kicks in and shit happens shit mm-hmm. gets busy. like I mean for example you your son waking up at 10 30 and then you having to be up all night like that messes up your whole sleep pattern you probably didn't feel like the best version of yourself the next day because you're tired, which makes it even harder to like focus on eating healthy or working out and stuff like that. Um, but no, I absolutely felt like that. I did 75 hard earlier this year. And like, in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, I'm working out for an hour and a half every day for 75 days. I'm going to have a six pack by the end of this. And like, I remember when I kept getting closer and closer to the end and you have to take, you're supposed to take progress photo every day, which I did. Um, and like, I looked great, like from where I had came from, but I didn't look like what I wanted. And part of me was like, why did I just put myself through 75 days of that shit? And I'm not even <laughs> like, but I think we have to remember that it's a process, you know, Yeah. it's time and, and we get there. Um, so once you just have to consistency is what's more important it just feels like uh, to me it just feels like my goals right now are just impossible and I should just like give up that's how I'm feeling so but I'm not going to but I just feel like giving up (laughs) no absolutely don't give up here's my question because this is another thing too sometimes it's like so when you are getting your NASA certification, they talk about SMART goals, right? Mm-hmm. And a part of creating SMART goals is, like, what's your goal? Like, what uh, what would you say is, like, where you want to be um, by a certain time frame? You said you have, like, a new goal that kicked in that had you wanting to be at a certain place by a certain time. Yeah, I still want to be 100 pounds down. Um, but, you know, now that I'm a bridesmaid, I want to be, uh, like, 80 pounds down. And the wedding is next September. But it just feels so impossible to me. Now with that, like, feedback that I got, it just feels impossible. So, first of all, it's not impossible. You have almost a year, which I know a year is fast, but you also have a lot of time. And I think another good way to weigh on that is, like, uh, you know that the outcome goal is going to be that you want to be down 80 pounds by the time this wedding happens, Mm -hmm. but set a smaller, I don't want to say that's an unrealistic goal because I think that's a very realistic goal, but like set a smaller goal that you can achieve sooner. Cause I think that's another thing that you need a little bit along the way. And like, I hate that your trainer kind of just went about it that way because it's like, okay, what's our goal for this month? I want to be down, you know, five pounds this month and then as you start knocking off those little benchmarks it kind of builds that confidence back up to reach that bigger goal that does feel impossible or at least that's what I try to do for myself 
Yeah, and when you put it that way, like um, taking it in little bites, I feel like I'm ingesting my goals into the like the whole thing, so it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, and I think like it's also. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was gonna say the thing is is that it's like. I think like sometimes when we're so focused on the big goal, it gets overwhelming to think about how many little steps you're gonna have to take to get there. And then you kind of start spiraling, right? And your mind starts like going all these different places and you're like, well, I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do this. But that's why I say like, find the small goals, take it week by week. So like, um, for example, for me this week, like last week, I got a cookie from Crumble because they're fucking bomb and they had a flavor I wanted to try. But like, it blows my mind that one cookie is like 800 calories. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Insane. Girl, let me tell you, I fucking went into Crumble cookie and I was like looking at it and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's only 240 calories. Yeah, because a fourth of a cookie is a serving. They put the serving size calorie count up there, not the whole cookie. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, it's one cookie. Like when I get a cookie, I eat the cookie. <laughs> um, but then I caught myself, yep, got a cookie the next day. Then I got a brownie the next day from Starbucks. And so like today, I'm going to Mexico in January and it's gotten very real. Like I bought a plane ticket, my passport arrived in the mail. So like now it's setting in for me, like, oh, like I... I want to, you know, feel a certain kind of way while I'm out on the beach in Mexico. Um, but I know that my eating habits lately are not supporting my body being where I want it to be at that mm-hmm. time. Um, so like this week I made it, I went grocery shopping yesterday, top of the week, because I have not been doing that. And I told myself this week, I'm not going to focus so much on big gains in the gym, but just like cooking my meals at home, eating healthy and actually like treating myself to that snack when it's appropriate and not letting that trickle into the next days. Cause I kind of was doing the same thing as you where I was spiraling and I'm like, I've been working out consistently for seven months. Like, why don't I look this way? I'm not going to look the way that I want by the time I get to Mexico. But I think like that's almost more counterproductive for us because we start feeling down and low about mm-hmm. ourselves. And then when you start feeling down and low, you start going into coping mechanisms and sometimes they're not the healthiest habits. Yeah, I'm definitely in a low right now. And it's like, too, also, Kevin's like, um, well, why do you feel like you have to, like, lose it really fast? And I'm like, because I want to be a bad bitch. You <laughs> are a bad bitch. Excuse me. Let's change that language right now. Sorry, headphones. I know I'm yelling. But you are a bad bitch. And anyone else listening to this that feels that way, I want you to look at yourself right now and tell yourself that you are a bad bitch. <laughs> Kev had the same reaction. And he was like, well, why do you feel like you're not? Oh, my gosh, I'm going to start crying. It's really like. Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. I get it, too, though, because I also understand how you're feeling because sometimes I don't want to say it's. It can feel unvalidating when you're telling someone like, this is how I'm feeling about myself. And everyone's like, well, that's not true. But it's like, 
it doesn't always matter what everyone else thinks. What matters is like what you think. So I think that that's a raw and a real emotion that you're dealing with right now. And that's okay. But you are a bad bitch. Oh my God. You are on the road to getting where you want to be. So baby steps. And I think, I also would say like, if I could give you any piece of advice, I would, um, trainers, right? Like they, I just got my NASA certification on Friday and I'm about to sign up for like a gym internship, right? And the thing is, is although we're trainers and we're professionals, we still need to learn too. And your trainer doesn't really have like a boss because she, she runs her company, right? Yeah. To give feedback. So I think you're in such a valuable place where next time you do meet with her, I would just be like, Hey, listen, like I appreciate the feedback because I do need someone to like hold me accountable to help me reach my goals. Mm -hmm. But also this is how that conversation made me feel Um, and kind of have that conversation. Cause I think that's good feedback for her as well to learn and grow as a trainer, because at the same time as you want to hold your clients accountable, we also don't want to make them feel bad about the progress that they have been making. Yeah. And uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I think she's a great trainer. I think her program's amazing. And like, during the conversation, I was like, yeah, I needed to hear that. Yeah, I needed to hear that. But I didn't think it would have this negative effect on me because normally I take feedback pretty well, like to where I'll like learn from it, make my changes and implement but I don't know why this feedback really like after a few days really just made me feel like shit. I don't know. Well, I think it's also something that you're very passionate about right now. Um, like you're very invested in your health and your well-being and getting your workouts in. So it kind of, it's hard to get negative feedback when you've been so heavily invested in something Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's like where it strikes a chord too. And it's very human nature to, because like, I like to say that I'm the same way too, that like I take feedback well, but like sometimes I don't, (laughs) I think I do and I don't, and I don't realize it until later when it's like same thing, like still bothering me and getting under my skin. Um, But I think that's human because at the end of the day, feedback, it's still, even if it's constructive criticism, it's still criticism Mm -hmm. and there's an innate part of us where that's always going to bother us because we're essentially letting someone else um, have commentary on our lives or our bodies and what we're doing and especially something that you're so passionate about. Yeah. Kev, when I told Kev about the call, he was pretty upset. He was just like, how is someone going to tell you your progress isn't good enough? You're not the, you're like, you are not the same as someone else. So how can your progress not be good enough? And I'm just like, I mean, there were times when I was slacking up. So I mean, yeah, proof is in the pudding. And he's like, so, so that's not okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, chill out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, it's twofold. I understand his perspective of it because Hearing that, like, I kind of agree with that. Like, how can you tell someone that their 
progress isn't good enough. Um, but also I see your end of it too, being like, you know, it is again, the accountability factor, Mm -hmm. the person that's going to tell you the hard thing. Um, even when we don't necessarily want to hear it, maybe, I don't know what the delivery exactly was like though, but that's why I say like, I think you should still give her that feedback because I still think like that's 50% of people will stop working out when they start working out and going into fitness because they're not seeing results or because they feel discouraged. So I think like, it's really important to like, yes, A, hold you accountable and deliver that feedback, but B, do it in a way that you don't feel demotivated from that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was delivered well. Yeah. Um, I just don't know why it's bothering me, but like you said, um, you know, I have been working at it for a while, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess something well, to think about on your journey. <laughs> absolutely. I'm terrified. I'm like excited, like I'm very excited, but I'm like super nervous because at the same time where like I have the credentials, I will say I went out this weekend with um, my friends out here and it's kind of funny because my friend just moved down here and she's an esthetician. So mm-hmm. she's like, no skin science. And then yeah. my good friend Meredith got her bachelor's in science with a uh, focus in environmental science. And then I am like the health science um, girly. So like we were all sitting in the kitchen before we went downtown, just like nerding out hard on all the science shit together because like we're all into it but we all have the different pieces to like add together and I will say it actually built my confidence a little bit because um I'm gonna be for first of all I took the practice test 19 times 19 <laughs> yes because I was like I do not want to have to retake this test I also was cutting it very close like I had two days left on my voucher to take the test and if I failed it I had like a 180 day voucher to um, retake, but you had to call to activate it. And I think it was like a Monday through Friday thing. And I took it at 8 p.m. on Friday night. So it was like, (laughs) if I don't pass this, I'm going to have to pay $200 to retake this. But I took the practice test 19 times. Let me tell you one thing right now. There was maybe seven questions on that whole test that were on that motherfucking practice test. You were not lying to me when you told me they try to trick you. And so it was a proctored exam. It was from home, but I mean, you could go to take it in person, but I took it at home. So like someone is like essentially on a zoom call. Yeah. Test mm-hmm. the whole time. And I was like, I know this, whoever this person was, was probably looking at me like this bitch is making the craziest faces. Cause I was like, I thought I was going to fail. Cause I was like, I don't think I know any of this. And when I saw <laughs> that green pass, I literally could have cried because like I couldn't believe that I passed but I will say this weekend it made me feel better because my friends were like talking about certain things and certain things and like I started telling them things and then as I was hearing myself say stuff out loud I was like okay wait a second like you do actually know something but like it does also scare me because it's like it's like one thing to be with my friends and just like have little conversations, but it's another thing to like meet a random stranger that comes into the gym and 
tell them like, this is my goal and this is what I want to do. And like knowing that like, it's my job to get them there. And it's like, there's that balance, right. Of it being Mm -hmm. like, okay, am I giving them the proper steps and am, am I giving them the proper steps and are they doing the right work like outside of my scope of what I don't see to like help them get there. So I am kind of glad that you brought this up because that's something that you have to think about for sure. And I'm hella nervous about. I don't think you should be nervous because you're just starting out and you know, it's going to be rough. (laughs) That's why you're doing the gym turnship. Is that what you called it? Yeah, so the program, it's all, so I got my certification through NASM for anyone who's interested in doing it. Um, NASM isn't the only program you can get a PT license through, but it is the benchmark for all, um, like all PT license programs have to like be compliant with NASM's guidelines. So I just went straight through NASM and you can like pick through different packages. Like you can add the nutrition to it if you want to, so that you can do nutrition coaching. I didn't do that because I'm paying for a degree in nutrition. So like, I don't want to double dip in my bank account (laughs) if I didn't have to, but my program that I chose came with the opportunity for up to 90 days after you um, pass your certification where you're essentially, it has to be a gym in your area or near you that participate. What are you going to do when you move? So I'm going to be in Virginia for a little bit. So first steps, I'm going to Virginia in December. I'm going to stay with my dad for a while to save up some money. Um, You know, live that rent-free life for a little bit. It's been a long time since I've done that. Um, So I think I'm. it's only 80 hours that they um, guarantee you working in a gym, but it allows you to get um, experience that you can put on your resume. And so that Mm -hmm. way you can start applying for other jobs. So I think I'm going to use that as a good foundational piece just to one, like, cause I'm a very, um, what's the word, not visual tactile learner. Mm-hmm. Like, so like I test well, I read the book, I understand a lot of the science, but like, there's, that's why I say I'm nervous. Cause there's still a part of me that's like, okay, but like, I need to like, apply it. Yeah. Yeah. I need to like see some, I need to watch another trainer, like, have a, an initial consul- consultation with a client. And then after they leave, like see what notes they have and how they decided to f- formulate their workout. Like I need to like visually see it and tactilely do it like with them. Um, so I think I'm going to do the gym internship. That'll give me about 80 hours of real in-person experience with real people. Um, and then from there, I'm, probably going to post on Instagram that I'm going to offer like a very discounted um, training to like X amount of people virtually. Mm -hmm. I'm going to offer five people. This is the rate for two months, which is going to be significantly discounted because I'm going to get my money's worth. Like, but you know, we all (laughs) have to start from somewhere, Um, but like a discounted rate, but just so I can work with some people, but I'm really going to try to build um, a virtual business yeah, and essentially work for myself. But since it's only about 80 hours, I mean, realistically, I can't imagine that would be a super long-term thing. So 
I'm planning on spending a couple months in Virginia to save up some money. So I'm going to try to focus on doing that and getting my ducks in a row and getting some real life experience. Look at you building that empire. I know. I know. I'm excited. I'm nervous. But you know, it's funny that you bring that up because that's like the other thing too is like I was having this freak out moment about like, okay, so like I didn't renew my lease. It's real, real. They came and did a walkthrough in my apartment today, like a pre-walkthrough because they're renovating them. So they needed to see what, like what condition my apartment was in. And part of me is like, I know I'm going to Virginia. I know that's where I'm starting, but like where next? Or like, when do I start moving and all that? But then I also realized like, calm down. Step one, pack your shit up. (laughs) Get to Virginia. We'll do that. And then we go from there into step two and so on and so forth. Oh my gosh. Do you ever feel like you're behind in like your goals? Because I also too feel like I'm like hella behind in my goals. Like hella behind. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I have a list of like manifestations that I wrote down that I wanted to achieve before my birthday this year. Like one of them was, uh, to quit my job by my birthday. Honey, I ain't quit my job. Not right now. <laughs> Absolutely not right now. Um, all the time. All the time. Um, I thought I would be doing full-time social media by now. Definitely not there. Um, so Absolutely. But I think the other thing too, like, I feel like we, we don't sometimes realize how aggressive we are with our goals. And so that's part of it. And I don't want to say that they're necessarily unrealistic goals because I don't think that my goals are unrealistic, but maybe the time frame in which I thought that I could accomplish that was unrealistic. And so it feels discouraging. Hmm. 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 Do you ever- <laughs> well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Just because life also gets in the way, but our timing is so different in comparison to other people's. Like we're exactly exactly where we need to be at this moment. No, no, you're exactly right. You're like, you're so right about that. I went down a rabbit hole. What? Last, was it last night? I'm pretty sure it was last night when I was laying on my couch watching TV. And have you ever heard of 12330? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I first started working out this year, that's what I did for cardio, 12330, right? And yesterday I was like looking at the 12330 Instagram because a different um, person that I follow had like posted that they were wearing 12330 merch. And so I was like, oh, I didn't realize like it had an Instagram page. So I like clicked on it and I caught myself feeling really frustrated because I saw this like side by side before and after of a girl that said, all she's done is 12, 330 for like, I don't know, like 75 days. And like, she looks so snatched. And I was just like, that also sounds really boring too. <laughs> it, listen, days. it lasted, it lasted a month. And then I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta switch it up. I gotta do something else. Um, but then I had to have like a realistic moment with myself of being like, okay, look at, yeah, she's super snatched, but like, look at her before, like, and again, not discrediting her progress. Cause 
she looks great. She achieved a goal that she wanted to reach, but I didn't start where she started. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So what that did for her in 75 days isn't going to be the same that it did for me in 75 days. Um, And like, I had to like remind myself of that. And then on top of that too, it's kind of like you said, like life so gets in the way of it. Like, um, I had a moment this weekend where I was out with my friends in Wilmington. We were having a really good night. And like I said, I have a friend, a good friend that I knew in Charlotte that just moved here. And I was just like having such a good night out and having so much fun that I was like having a moment of being like, do I regret not renewing my lease? Like, am I making the right decision right now? Like, mm-hmm. should I be leaving? Um, Cause like, this is actually fun and I am having a good time. And I met, I made some new friends that were really cool. And, um, but then I also reminded myself too, that like October was a really good, like example of that for me. Like I really wanted to work out and like shred hard for my birthday. And that just didn't happen because my niece was born early. So I ended up in Charlotte for a week. Mm -hmm. Then I came back to Charlotte the following week. I had family visit me at the beginning of the month, even September, I had people visiting. So there was like so many things that, um, life kind of got in the way and I'm not upset about it. Like, I'm so glad I had those moments and those experiences with the people that I did. I got to hang out with you for the first time in person (laughs) in years. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't regret that. But then I thought about that. And it also reminded me that like, no, this is why you're still making your decision yes, this is fun. It's good to go out and be with people and experience fun and have some drinks and do that. But I also have goals that I'm trying to hit in my life. And although my life might not be as exciting in Virginia for the next couple months with my dad, I will be more grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, where I can have more focus on my routines and less distractions. Um, Because the reality is, it's like we can set all these goals, but as things start happening and life starts happening and we get busy, like the reality is, is you're just, you're not going to hit that checklist every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just hard because it makes it seem like you're not allowed to have shit happen that takes you away from your checklist. And then, like, everyone makes it seem like their life is fucking perfect. And, like, it's all about, wake up at 5 a.m. to get everything done. Like, you gotta wake up at 4.30 and be, like, super chipper. Like, fuck that. That shit is not real. <laughs> what? I'm not, like, a stay-at-home mom living off, like, this is this is a really bad stereotype. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you don't want to no. Okay. Listen, that, I love that you're saying that and that's so real and that's so true. And do you remember when we, back when we talked about like um, toxic diet culture and like mm-hmm. uh, it be like becoming social norms. I think that's an issue. Like honestly, right, right before we filmed this, I just watched this, this girl that we follow on the podcast Instagram. And she was like, a realistic get ready with me. And like, I loved it because first of all, there was no like doing her makeup, putting her eyebrows on, like (laughs) making this healthy ass breakfast. Like she was like, wake up, 
oh, I need to get dressed. And she walked to the dryer and started grabbing clothes out of the dryer and was like, and like put up a caption that said clothes that have been in the dryer for at least a week. And like, and then even when she went in the bathroom, she was like, she was like brushing my teeth on demon time. And then it was like, she didn't like put, make her hair all pretty and put on this makeup. She literally just like took her curly hair, put it in a bun and like went into her garage to walk on the treadmill. And then she was like trying to walk on the treadmill with no, no shoes on. Realized that didn't feel good. And that was stupid. Glad to put shoes on. And I was like, that's real though. Like that's what it's like. That's the reality. Like, and I feel like more, it's okay to share. And I get it that like, we want to make this beautiful curated content, but like it sets a false expectation. Yeah. And it, you know, what's so funny. I, um, I follow this other mom. We went to the same college and I DM'd her and I'm like, you're such like a rock star mom. And she's like, girl, I'm trying to be like you. And I'm like, girl, I'm a fucking mess. Like, <laughs> you look up to me? <laughs> what? But isn't yeah. that so crazy how it works? So there's this girl that I met um, back in Charlotte and she's a fucking beast in the gym, killer body, like beautiful, like 10 out of 10. And um last year last summer like running was really my thing so I would post like my runs on my Nike app all the time on my Instagram Mm -hmm. story like just completed a four mile run or like today's run and we were like out one night together and we were like talking and she like starts telling me how like I just love that you post your runs like when I see you post your runs it just like you inspire me so much and I was like what your body is 20 times better than mine and like I met you and I was like, I need to get my shit together. But that's the crazy thing is that like a lot of times, a lot of the people that we look up to, it's vice versa. Like they look up to us, but you know what it is? Cause it's relatable. And that's how I feel about your content. Your content is so relatable. That's like something I have such a hard time to like, I find myself so cringy. Like you'll just get on Instagram and like, you'll just Girl. like, I am the fucking cringiest of the cringe. I don't even like watching my stuff because I'm so cringy. (laughs) But see, like when I watch your stuff, it's not cringy. Like when I watch it, I'm like, damn, I wish that I could just like sit down and turn the camera on and talk because like I will record a video 80 times and then not post it. (laughs) I mean, I haven't been posting too because I also feel like stuck. I just feel like stuck, stuck. And like, not lost, but like, I'm here (laughs) and I don't know what to do. (laughs) I like oddly and weirdly feel like this is like an energy of right now. How how old are you again? If you don't mind me asking. Okay. You know what else? I've heard this multiple times on podcasts, tarot readers, just seen on Instagram. First of all, I feel like people us in our late 20s we're all going through this right now like I've noticed this with a lot of my friends that I've talked to where it's like we I would say like what even two months ago when we started this like two and a half months ago we like had all these ideas we knew what we want to do but I feel the same way where I'm like I feel uninspired I'm like what am I doing what does it all mean but I think that's very normal and like for us and it's it's a new thing for us too because I think like 
think about our parents or like just parents that were our age. Like when my mom was 27, she was getting married and already had two kids and her husband had three kids and they were like, ew. (laughs) Yeah. Like deep into like adulting, adulting. Whereas like we're a generation where we're not doing that. Like you just had your first child. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think like we're kind of in a weird place where uh, we're having a quarter life crisis. That's what I'm trying to say. Where it's quarter like, life. I felt like I went through that at 25. Now again at 29. Girl, you ain't <laughs> that far nice from man. it. I feel like at 25, we think we're going through a quarter life crisis, but like, cause I think we're at a very pivotal age, right? Like 25, like, yeah, it's 25 quarter of a century. It's exciting, but I don't know about you, but I still consider 25, like, your young 20 like you're a baby like your early 20s when when I think about being 25 now it's like at 29 I think of 25 as a baby like if Kevin and I were to ever break up I would never talk to anyone that was 25 so I'm like that is too fucking young yeah no absolutely that's exactly how I feel I'm like um I'm 27 and 25 was only two years ago for me. Shit, I just turned 27. 25 is barely (laughs) far away for me. And I feel the exact same way. Like, I'm like, I I would look at 20. I was like thinking to myself in the car today, like, I look cuter than I've looked my whole life. And I still have work to do. So I think we're at a very pivotal age, though, because we're at that age where, okay, we're in our late 20s now and we're getting closer to 30 and we don't really want to be in the same place at 30 that we were in 25. So we're having that moment of like rethinking it all. Girl, I feel like coming to my 30s, I am like not like a failure, but like, I don't know what, my, what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> uh, like now that I bought my first house, I'm like, okay, it's time to start planning for the next house. It's time to start planning for the next like five properties I need to buy. So I can put at least like two or three of them in my son's name, but it's like, I'm fucking broke. So how am I going to do that? <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, at this age going into 30, I'm just like, I feel like I need to be so much further along quote unquote, success wise, whatever that looks like. And I just feel like I'm not. So I kind of feel like I'm failing at adulting. You know what else it is too, though? I think that like, it goes back to what I was saying, like setting um, unrealistic goals for ourselves. But like, even when we did it as we were like, cause I think what it is too, it's like, think back to, I don't even want to say kid Rachel, like teenager Rachel. Like where did teenager Rachel think she was going to be at at 30? Teenager Rachel never even thought about 30. Teenage (laughs) Rachel honestly stopped at 25 and was like, I want to be married. I want to have two kids. I want to have a house. I want to be making hell of a lot of money. But 25 came. I was living in an apartment. I was single. I was only making about like 60K a year. And 
I spent my weekends partying from Thursday through Sunday uh, in just like an unstable, toxic relationships. I was a fucking mess. Yeah. So see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, cause I think about the same thing too. Like I think about like teenage me, I was the person that was like, oh, I'm going to be married. I'm going to have kids. Like I was thinking this the other day, I was like, damn, I was thinking to myself, like, I can't even realistically financially right now, like seeing buying a house in the realm of possibility for myself in the next year or two like not in this housing market (laughs) yeah and like I'm having that like life crisis moment of being like okay I'm 27 and I'm about to move in with my dad and like that feels daunting like going out and meeting people and being like oh where do you live and being like oh I live with my dad like oh how old are you you live with your dad but I realize that I think I'm holding on to a fantasy that teenage me thought you know teenage me thought I thought by 20 same thing by like 24 I'd be married and have three kids and it's funny now because in my mind I think like younger me thought that but then when I think about 27 year old me I don't want no fucking kids right now that would be the (laughs) worst thing I'm gonna tell you right now if I found out I was having a baby, first of all, I'd be confused because ain't nothing been going on. So how'd you get there? But secondly, <laughs> but like realistically, you know, if I was in a position where I could be pregnant, like I would, I'd be like, I need to take a couple weeks off from the pod. I need to, <laughs> like, I would be freaking the fuck out. Um, and so I've started to realize, and like, this is a hard part too, because I kind of feel you in this, like. I went to sit down the other day and write down, like, what do you want? And I couldn't answer that question. And I was like, how the fuck could I not know what I want? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm 27. I haven't figured it out by now, like, what I want. But I think it's starting to detach ourselves from those, like, old expectations that, like, younger us wanted. Like, yeah, it's good to, like, feed your inner child. But like, there's also a point where like, okay, you've given your inner child what they need, but like now what do you, what does present you need? You know what, to piggyback off of that, like our whole young lives, like single digit age, our teachers and shit were always telling us, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? How the fuck do you expect an eight year old to know what they actually want to do for the rest of their lives? They just want, they don't even know what they want for dinner. So it's just like thinking about that, like, I can't tell you how many times I have changed what I wanted to do with my life from little Rachel all the way up to adult Rachel. And it's just like, I guess pivoting and like change my mind has like, I always feel like I have to be 10 steps ahead when I finally do make a decision. But in reality, I'm in step one. So it's just like, we're always at step one whenever we change our mind. And it's just so frustrating because it's just like, how the hell are we supposed to know what we want to do from age eight and then expect us to go to college and know what we want to do, graduate from college and expect us to go into the workforce just to be burnt out after our second year of work? Yeah, no, absolutely. I actually listened to a podcast earlier today and they were talking about that because there was a girl asking for advice about like wanting to switch her major and her parents not understanding. And I'm like, um, 
that's, that's why I'm like so glad that I did it. And I'm not against college because I think it can open up a lot of doors for you. And like, that's something I'm struggling with right now is like not having a degree and like wanting to find a job that I make more money, but like, I'm kind of stuck in the sales industry um, mm-hmm. because I don't have a degree and like that I went into sales. And so that's the experience that I have. But like, no, I totally get that because I'm glad that I didn't stick to like staying in college when I first started my freshman year, right after high school, because like I was going to get a, a degree and I didn't even know, to be honest with you. That's why when <laughs> I was going to have to take out a private loan to pay for it. And that meant that was like, I'm spending my money. And I had to like think, I was like, I, I'm not going to do this right now. Cause I have no fucking idea. And then half the people that you meet don't know either (laughs) or they don't use the degree that they do have Mm -mm. like I work in sales and there's so many people that I work with that do the same fucking thing as me and they went to college for four years and I don't have a degree and it's like but they have sixty thousand dollars worth of debt you know yeah I honestly if I could do it again I would have taken like a gap year what they call it I would have taken that time to just explore my interests. I feel like, honestly, I feel like 25 is a good age to start going to college. This way you've lived a little, you've got to have fun a little, you got to explore your interests more to really be like, oh, okay, this is, I can fuck with this. I, I can I can see myself doing something in this and then moving forward and building that skill set. But I don't, I don't know why they forced that on us so young. Like to have an 18 year old make a huge decision like that is wild. I would never yeah. trust an 18 year old with anything. Especially the one that they're making us pay for that's so goddamn expensive. Um, the other thing I would say too is like, I think it's twofold too, because like I'm the same way. Like in 2020, I got my yoga teacher certification because I wanted to be a yoga teacher and I was going to teach yoga and open a yoga studio. and do all this yoga stuff. And I got this certification, but I had never taught a single yoga class. Like I got an LLC, never taught a yoga class. You know what I mean? And um, I'm not gonna lie. Like someone made a comment to me the other day that like made me feel shitty. Cause like, but like, I also understood where they were coming from because it was like, okay, I have like done a lot of things and then like just what didn't they do say? with it. They just like made a comment. I about I needed something done. They were like, okay, well, you know, first you needed this for this, but then we never did anything with that. And then we needed it for this. We didn't do anything with that. So like, if I make this for you again for this, like, are you actually going to use it? And it was like, I'm not going to lie. It's done. And like, but part of me had to do some self-reflecting and being like, why did that hurt my feelings though? Mm -hmm. Because it was, I'm not saying that the, they necessarily should have said what they said, but also like that is a pattern that I, it's true. What they're saying is true. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like, I can understand why they uh, felt that way. So I think the other thing too is maybe you're, it's not even necessarily that you don't know what you want to do. I think like I've noticed this for me, a lot of it's fear fear of failure, Mm -hmm. um, you know, fear of not 
fear of failure, like not succeeding, but like something we also have to remember is that like failure is part of um, success. I I think it was, who's the guy that created the light bulb? Don't drag Girl, me for this. I don't know. <laughs> no, weird. <laughs> I promise I don't know we're smart. Like that. Hold on, let um, me Google. <laughs> I know his name, but I can't think of it at the moment. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, oh, I feel that's awful. I should know. Thomas Edison. Yeah, Thomas Edison. Okay, Edison light bulbs. I okay, so he he I don't know the quote word for word because I've never like read it and looked at it. I just heard someone say it on a podcast the other day, but they made such a good point. They were like, he failed uh hundreds of times trying to create electricity. And so many people told him that he was crazy because he kept trying. And he said that he like basically made a, a comment saying that like, well, every time I failed at making a light bulb, I actually just found another way how to not create or not light bulb, but electricity. And so I think that's the other thing too, is like, sometimes are we really stuck in a rut or are we not getting the response that we want? Are we not seeing the results that we want doing the work? So we're just, we get in this place where we're like, well, this just must not be for me. Which like, I'm not saying there isn't a point in time where like, you know, maybe something isn't for you. Like that can happen too. But I feel like a lot of times it's just like, when we don't immediately see the results that we're looking for, we start to get discouraged because we don't want to be, we don't want to fail. But failure is part of success, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. You just dropped a whole bunch of gems. So basically <laughs> I just need to keep on failing to where I'm a baddie. <laughs> oh my god i love that yes you just need to keep failing until you're bad yeah but you know what i mean like that's part of it like we talked about our fitness journeys here you know and i've lost a shit ton of weight gained it all back had to lose it all again gained it all back you know what i mean but that's part yeah. of it and now you know, all of that was part of what got me to the point where four months ago, I was working out consistent enough that I signed up to become a trainer. And now I'm going to start teaching other people how to also take care of their bodies. But it's like, if I didn't, if I would have just completely quit after the first time I lost weight and then gained it back, I wouldn't be here, you know? Oh my gosh. So you're telling me this is all part of my story in my journey because oh my god this is exhausting <laughs> it is exhausting but it is part of your story and it is part of your journey and I also think like um I get why we don't share it more because like it's also just like it's personal and like a lot of times when we are feeling down like the first thing we don't want to do is like grab a camera or like post on social media. So like, I also get it why people don't share it as much. Um, but I think I love platforms like this, right? Cause like, you don't necessarily have to whip out a camera and like post on Instagram that like, I feel uninspired and discouraged and I don't feel pretty right. Like we don't have to do that. Right. But like, we have this platform to talk about these things because it's also normal to like feel shitty. Cause I've been feeling 
low key depressed too about life. And sometimes I'm like, what are you depressed about? Like your life's not that bad. Like nothing's really wrong, but like, that's a part of emotions. Like it's, yeah. it's up and down. It and we have, yeah. I was just about to say it ebbs and flows and it's just like, I'm so exhausted of having to put on a performance. Like everything is fucking fine. Like things aren't fucking fine and I'm tired of pretending. And it's just like, can't why can't like people just be like accept the the ebbs is the ebbs the bad times and then the flow is the good time I don't know the difference but it's just like I feel like I feel like putting on a fucking performance for the world right now just to get by like through the work day and just everything when all I really want to do is call out of work and fucking cry <laughs> no listen and that's so and that's so real like that's so real that was me on saturday working and like the customers weren't saying anything mean to me they weren't doing anything bad but like by the end of the day when the like the next person's like chatting in with me i was like so annoyed like oh like when i would hear it ring and i'd be like i don't want to fucking talk to someone else but then i like because that's real like it's real we get tired we get exhausted and especially I think it's also hard for us right now because at the same time we're trying to build our dreams while we're still supporting someone else's and so that's really difficult and that's something else that they don't fucking talk about like I wish our teachers would have been like being a teacher fucking sucks I don't get paid enough money I'm buying all these goddamn school supplies because that is a realistic depiction of what life is not this study go to school it's gonna be easy because like that's not that's what it's like what 10 percent of the world is actually wealthy or like it, it's like tiny the amount like the, the proportion of wealthy people versus middle class and lower class people is like we blow wealthy people out of the water like they mm-hmm. are the minority in that regard and it's like but so we're like caught chasing this thing that barely anyone ever attains instead of people telling us what's really going on and like what it's really like yes and I'm tired of fucking hustle culture like I'm tired of being on the go and feeling like I'm not a productive person if I'm if I don't have 10 things on my plate and other 10 other checklists that I'm completing all simultaneously like I'm tired of doing that shit. I'm tired of going 10 miles an hour. I want to go two miles an hour and smell the roses. And listen, sometimes you have to do that. Like that's something that one of my friends reminded me of not too long ago. And I literally told someone this last night and I called my mom and told her this too, because she's like super crazy busy at work right now um, because they're like ramping up marketing for the holidays where she works. And I called her last week on Monday and I was like, Hey, she's like, what's up early in the morning, already like stressed out. I can tell she's like on the computer working, working, working. And I said, I just wanted to call you to remind you to take an hour lunch break today, take the dogs for a walk, get some fresh air, go get a coffee, like do something because sometimes we get in these levels of like, that was like yesterday, like yesterday was productive for me 
But I also like after I like went to the grocery store and I like cleaned my apartment to like get myself, you know, prepared to have a good space for the week. I was like going to go and try to go out and be more productive, do more work, work on my day off, like make money. And I had to tell myself like, no, you have to rest. Sometimes you need to go two miles per hour. And I sat on my couch and I fucking watched TV from 8.30 p.m. until 1 a.m. and just laid on my couch and did that because the other thing too, it's like you can't show up as the best version of yourself if you're exhausted and you're tired. Like rest is equally as important because if you're not well rested, you're not going to be 100% when you need to be productive. So that's why I always tell people like I'm a very emotionally intuitive person. Like Feel through your your emotions. If you're sad and you want to cry, give yourself three days. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to fucking eat chocolate cake. I'm going to watch <laughs> movie. I'm going to wear my pajamas. But on that fourth day, tell yourself, okay, I had that. I did that. Now it's time to pick myself back up. What do I need to do? And start hitting that checklist again. I need to just like rent a room and stay in it by myself with like no kid, no dog, no man. You know what? <laughs> you said be. that multiple times. <laughs> I'm giving you before the end of 2022 shit. I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, what? What year are we in? Um, before the end of 2022, I'm giving you the challenge that I want to hear that you booked a place even if it's for one night for yourself, kid free, man free, people free, just for you, because you deserve that. And like, I think that those, those breaks are important. <laughs> Girl, I'm 27 and I'm about to move back in with my dad, but I had to have a real talk. I had a conversation with my friend at dinner last week and I was like, you know, it feels crazy, but like, I also realize like, I don't want to keep living paycheck to paycheck. And like, I want to create and build a virtual training business, but I can't do it working as much as I'm working to be able to afford to pay for my own place. Like at the same time where I feel like I'm taking steps backwards in a sense, because it's like, how do you go from having your own place to like, not having your own space at all. But it's also like, okay, but is this gonna, is giving myself this break that I need where I'm working myself like a dog to hold on to this worth it? Because how am I going to elevate? You know, mm -hmm. so I, I think those moments are important. Yeah. If I could do it again, I would tell my, my young self to be a hoe and make him pay for it. So then I can Take that money and stack it. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love you. I love you. I gave it out free too many times. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, um, you need to watch. I don't know if you have HBO, but you need to watch White Lotus. First of all, 10 out of 10 recommend everyone needs to watch White Lotus, but they just came out with a season two and they're in uh, Sicily, Italy, I guess that is right. And there's these two girls that are like 
uh, they live it, they're locals, but they like get into, it's like a show that it's like kind of satire, like makes fun of like rich people. Yeah. But there's these two girls that are like, uh, locals and she's like prostituting herself. Cause she's like, fuck that. He will pay money for this shit. And she's like, I want to buy that boutique and I'm going to buy that boutique with this money that he's giving me. And her friend's like, I don't want to do that. And she's like, girl, make them pay for it. So you see, that's so funny because I was literally watching that last night. Um, before we wrap up tonight, side note, swing left here. I'm almost finished with that book you got me for my birthday. Oh, so, tell me so about good. it. Such a good book. Okay. So you remember how you told me you were like, I heard it's very smutty. Yeah. Girl, I'm like 300 pages in and like not a single sex scene has happened yet. And like, you know, some sexual tension, but I was like, I don't know. Like this isn't giving smutty. Oh, I mean, it's, so it's a really good. Re- no, no, hold on. <laughs> so I'm like really far in the book and I'm like, I don't think this is smutty. And then you get to the smutty and it's like, you know how like in Colleen Hoover, like the sex, I want to say like the sex scene. I don't know. Yeah. Is what you call it in a book. You know how like it might be like on a page of the chapter. Yeah. Oh girl, when you get to the smutty part of this book, it takes the whole chapter to describe what's going on. So it gets smutty. It gets real smutty, but it's like with a huge ass bang closer to the end. And you're like, oh, it is smutty. But it is a really, it's a really good book. (laughs) I just started reading um, It Starts With Us by Colleen Hoover. The second, the sequel. Yeah, I've heard it so good. I'm only like six chapters in and it's kind of slow right now just because it was doing like a catch-up yeah like setting the scene for where the characters are at now currently so uh, it's kind of whatever (laughs) it's cute (laughs) i need i need to i need to pick that one up because um i read it ends with us and i've heard that um everyone said by the end of it they said they really liked uh the story that she everything she did for the characters and to see where that was at and all that so I need to check that out. Yeah, I need to read the extended chapter of Verity, but I'm not trying to buy that book again. So I need to like go to the bookstore and read it. <laughs> you can do that. You can go to Barnes and Noble. Look, look at that. Look at God working. That's another thing that you can go and do by yourself. Hey, Kev, you're watching the baby. I'm going to Barnes and Noble and sit down in Barnes and Noble. Get you a little coffee from Starbucks. And read that chapter. <laughs> yeah, and read that chapter and then put it back on the shelf. You can do that. That's you know what I mean? Like bookstores know that people that's that's why they put seating in there for people because not everyone wants to buy the books. <laughs> Cause I definitely I don't want because that book is like thirty dollars. I already bought the first right. book. And I'm not about to buy the whole book again for one extra chapter. So, I need to oh that. yeah, I know you. You're talking about the extended version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I this girl that I follow on YouTube literally just went to um, the bookstore. She lives in Hawaii, and she just went to the bookstore and did exactly that, and <laughs> sat down and read because everything else in the book is the exact same. So you literally just have to read 
that the last fit. chapter. Yeah, girl, mm-hmm. do that. Go get you some coffee. <laughs> take take an hour, an hour and a half to yourself, and read that book. You deserve it. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I appreciate you. This is my little therapy session for the week. Uh. I need it just as much as you do. I'm like, I was like depressed last week, but like, I had a really good, I, I had a really good weekend with my friends. Daylight savings time. That was the last thing I wanted to say. Did daylight savings time fuck you up or anyone else up listening? Girl, let me tell you, we're out. We're at the club. I look at my watch. It's 1.53 and I'm like, yes, we're about to go back, back home, back to Meredith's house. And my friends are like saying, we're going back to this other bar that we like to go to. And I'm like, it's 1.53. Like by the time we get there, it's going to be closed. And like we leave out of Ibiza and I thought we were going and we start turning left. Like we're going back to the other bar we like to go to, Pravda. And I'm like walking and I'm like, wait a second. We're walking towards Pravda. I was like, it's closed. I said, are we going to the taco truck? Because like we have a a taco truck that's out late night for us to get late night food. And and it's like the only place for us to get late night food out of a small Mm -hmm. town. And my friend goes, no, girl, look at your watch. And I looked down at my watch and that shit said 103. When I tell you I was so fucking confused, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucked up. I did not drink that much tonight. Like, I am okay. What is going on? Like, inception. And they're like, it's daylight savings time. And I was like, nah, girl. It got me like that once before during my party days that your girl is asleep. (laughs) I was asleep. But I feel like a lot of people, I've been seeing a lot of people post on social media that they didn't realize until yesterday evening when it was dark at fucking 5 p.m. Um, that daylight savings time happened because you know what it is? When we were growing up, we had analog clocks or like clocks that you had to like set and like alarm clocks. Everyone just has phones now. Your alarm clock is your phone. So a lot of people didn't realize the time switch because it happens at 2 a.m., which is another mind fuck. Why doesn't it happen at midnight? Mm. I'm glad that we're done with this next year. But um, yeah, no. See, a lot of people what gets me is how we're just all of a sudden not going to do it anymore. <laughs> no, I love that, though. I love that decision. <laughs> I voted for that decision, okay? It was a voting thing. I voted for that because... <laughs> It's like why I hate the construct of time, which is a whole nother podcast that we could talk about. But like, it's it's a construct. It's fucking made up because who the fuck decided that we could just change it forward and then change it back and then change farmers. it forward? It's farmers. Stupid. It's fucking dumb. Farmers it. did it. Farmers did it. That's why. Right. <laughs> All so right. For them to harvest their crops. I'm going on a tangent now, but... I love you. We we love you all. Um, Make sure to like, rate, comment, subscribe, all the things. Um, And yeah, that's it. That's all I got for y'all this week. Yeah. Thank you for hearing me rant. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Let's get into it. Let's have some fun.